We're going to get started just a moment. Uh, if you'll stand with us this morning. You know, one of the things I'm so thankful for is that we have the opportunity and the privilege and the right to go straight into the Father. Yes. Amen. We no longer have to go to the temple and we no longer, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, that veil was torn. Yes, and, and, and that means we don't have to go in and have the big ceremony. We can go straight into his presence. Yes. And that's what I want to do this morning. And David, he, he gave us the, he gave us the, the, how to do that. He says, I'll enter his gates with thanksgiving. I'll enter his courts with praise. Amen. And so this morning, why don't we do that? Why don't we just begin this morning with thanksgiving as we, we go before the Lord this morning. We expect him to do great things because he said he would. Not because we, we, we have any say in it, but he said he would. Hallelujah. And we expect that and, we, and we, we love that he does that. But let's just begin this morning. As David said, let's enter in with thanksgiving. And we're going to worship and praise him in a moment with our songs. But let's just, in our own words this morning, let's just thank him for everything that he's done for us. Let's give him thanks this morning. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we thank you for your for giving us life lord thank you for breathing that life into us god thank you for creating us thank you for loving us so much that you created us you give us life you continue to give us life every day lord thank you for saving us from our sins lord thank you for giving us a way that we can be close to you thank you lord for your presence that we can enter into each week lord and we thank you that you we know you're going to come and you're going to move and you're going to touch lives lord we thank you for healing we thank you lord for deliverance we thank you lord for all these things that you love us so much that you give to us every week. Lord, we just give thanks to you because you're worthy of our thanks, God, because you deserve our thanks for all the great things that you've done, Lord, and we just love you back, and we thank you with our love and our, our joy, and we bless you this morning, God, and we give you glory for all that you do in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. There's new life. 
crown in glory and it's mine yes it's mine yeah. I met the author of my story and it's mine yes he's mine there is a new name written down in glory and it's mine yes it's mine cause I met the author of my story tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. Father, we just praise you this morning that our name is written down in glory, God. Father, we thank you that who we are, God, is defined by you and not the world, Father. Father, I thank you this morning that the victory is yours, God. Thank you so much, Jesus, for your grace and your mercy on our lives. Yes. I knew I was lost And death and darkness Were my only song I needed someone To come rescue me Then her see heard my plea And Lord you found me You healed me You called me from me your real love. I thank you, Jesus. You washed my sin away. Now I'm living like I'm forgiven. You came and set me free. And that's what your mercy did for me. You gave me beauty for my guilty state. Okay. 
for real love. I thank you, Jesus. You washed my sin away. Now I'm living like I'm forgiven. You came and set me free. And that's what your mercy did for me. And every morning, mercy will restore me. I will proclaim, yes, I will. And even if the world may fall before me, I'm forgiven. You came and set me free. We're going to do that again. And that's what your mercy did for me. This is every morning, every morning. And every morning, your mercy will restore me. That's what your mercy did for me. That's what your mercy did. That's what your mercy did for me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And that's what your mercy did for me. Yes, God. That's what your mercy did for me. Sing it again. And that's what your mercy did for me. God, and that's what your mercy did for me. That's what your mercy did, God. That's what your mercy did, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. Go ahead, Dennis. Hallelujah. Let us never forget what his mercy does for us every single morning. Father, help us to live every day, just like the words in that song, live every day like we're forgiven, God. Help us not to pull that baggage around with us, Father, but to live every day like we're forgiven. If we're living like we're forgiven, it's just a free and easy. Our burden is light. The Father is carrying it all for us. God, help us to remember your mercy is new every single morning, God. We can start anew every single morning in your presence, Father, in your grace, God. Father, we thank you that you know us on an individual, one-on-one -on -one basis, Father, that we can come straight to you, God, because you recognize us, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
is within me. No giant can defeat me. for just a second. Just keep playing, Dennis. I can't get away from this part. (sighs) About when it says he's holding my hand so that I can do anything, basically. Because we're not afraid. We think about our kids and our grandkids. And when they're in distress, or they're upset, or they have fear, and we call them by name, and they climb up in our lap, or they stand beside us, and we hold their hand, and they know it's gonna be okay, because mom has us, or grandma has us, or daddy has us, and that fear just kinda subsides, and that's the same thing that our Father does to us or that He wants to do to us if we'll let Him. Because He knows us by name. And when we're upset, you can hear Him calling your name and drawing you closer to Him. Regardless of what you've done, you won't turn your back on your kids, regardless. So the Father's not gonna turn His back on us. 
and as a mom and a grandmother and even a daughter, I feel that from my parents and I feel that for my kids. So to think about how much more God loves us and wants to comfort us, it just breaks my heart that everybody doesn't know that or doesn't feel that on a daily basis. We're going to try to sing this one more time and think about it from a different perspective. Just go to the chorus, guys. Oh, he knows my name. And you know my name. You know my name. Thank you, Jesus. You know my name. You know my name. Oh, how he comforts me. And oh, how you comfort me. And oh, how you counsel me. Yet it still amazes me. Sing, I am his own. That I am his own. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If I know your name, you have nothing to fear. It does not matter what the political climate is. It does not matter what the economic climate is. It does not matter what the social climate is. I know you. Understand, my child, understand, my church, that I know you. I've not lost sight of you. I have not taken my eyes off of you. I have not stopped my ears from hearing you. Why do you act like I have? Why do you act like I'm not going to move? Why do you act like I will not you in my word have I not said I will never leave you I will never forsake you I will not leave you 
And yet, you walk in your own counsel, in your own understanding, and you stumble and you fall. And then you ask me, why God, why? I will tell you why. It's because you do not trust me fully. You have not placed your confidence in me. You have not totally sold out yourself to me. For me to know your name means that you willingly accept what I have offered and I offer you salvation. I offer you life. I offer you healing. I offer you comfort. I offer you counsel. It's in my word. It's through my spirit. I will guide you if you will let me. I will manifest myself to you if you will let me. Do not be like my children Israel were when they became stubborn and obstinate and would not do what I told them to do. Go back and look at my word and what happened to them. I didn't take any delight in them wandering in the wilderness for 40 years when in about 40 days or so they could have been where I wanted them to be. But they had to be unbelieving. They doubted what I said. Do not be like them. Trust me. Thank you. Trust me like a little child trusts a loving parent. Because I am a loving God. Yes, you are. You are a loving God. I have given you everything to, that you need for life and godliness Thank you. accept it receive it and walk in it day by day and i will show myself to you in ways that will astound you and ways that will amaze you and you will know that i know you and you will know that you know me and you will know that you are my friend and i am your friend as well praise i am thank you god alone amen sing dennis let's sing that one more time Whew. that's hard to follow you know our names god thank you jesus you know my name You know my name, yes you do, you know my name, thank you Father for your word today, and oh how you walk with me, thank you Father for your reassurance. Father, for your confirmation through your word, God, that you do know our names. Y'all go ahead and sing. All I am is own. Sing it again. That I am his own. Yes, you are God. And he knows my name. Yes, Lord. He knows my name and he 
comforts me and oh how you comfort me yes God and oh how you counsel me and it still amazes me that I comfort me, Lord, and oh, how you comfort me, and oh, how you counsel me, and it still amazes me that I am your friend. You know, not every service do you feel like the Lord spoke to you as clearly as you're bound to feel this morning that the Lord spoke to you. Because the words that he gave Julie to share from her heart were a word from the Lord to us. Then there was a message in tongues and interpretation that were, I, I never hear, heard a clearer and easier to understand message than that. The Lord said it. It breaks my heart when you don't trust me. That's the same thing she said. I, it, it breaks my heart that people don't know that he loves us that much, that he'll hold us in his hand and, and, he, and he, will, he will just call, call us by our own name. It's, it's, it's a tragedy for anybody to not have that. 
What I, what I think God wants every one of us, and I call upon you, every single person, to, to respond to the Lord personally about that. I want, you to, I want him to hear words from each one of us this morning. If you choose to repent of not trusting him, or if you, you, you just say, Lord, I, I, I'm going to trust you, affirm that you're going to trust him, that you're not going to let the clouds of, of fear that, that are present in our country or in our economy or whatever else. And you're not, you're not going to be bothered by that. You're going to trust in the one who said, I'll keep my hand on you and I'll walk you through the storms. I, I'm calling on you, every, every one of you, even if you don't know Christ as your savior, I, I want the Lord to hear from you right now, whether you'll trust him as, as your savior. I, I just feel like that he deserves that. He spoke to us that clearly. Lord, we respond right now to your word to us. Yes, Lord. My personal answer is yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, you are trustworthy. And for me to have, have not trusted you, for me to have worried, for me to have, have, have thought that, I'm gonna, that I don't have means to provide, that I, that I don't have a path forward from this, that I'm stuck in a, in a, in a tragedy that, that, that overcomes me. Lord, I repent of ever, ever thinking that, Lord. You've shown me the lilies of the field. They're beautiful on their own because you provide for them. And the, and the birds of the air, you provide for them. They don't, they don't build barns and store food. They, they're taken care of. Lord, we're much more valuable than they. And we receive that you know our names and you hold our hands. Lord, I pray with somebody who's receiving you as their personal Savior right now. Lord, I just pray that, that, that with them, Lord, that, that forgiveness will fill their soul and a relationship with you will begin right now where they know you know their name and that you're, they are wrapped in your arms and they are provided for by your personal care and your direction for their life, for the rest of their life and for the rest of eternity. You are theirs and they are yours. I pray with that person, Lord, that, that today they share that with many people in this congregation, that today I began a walk as with Jesus, my Savior. I turned my life over to Him. I'm going to live fearless. Any mountain that I'm going to face, I know He's holding my hand. Any giant has to fall because He's holding my hand. I believe with them in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. A praise hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. You may be receded. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us through the worship. Thank you, Lord, for just pulling us into your presence. You're so good. You're so amazing. Thank you, Lord. Our worship has to be sometimes in, our, in a language we don't know because we run out of words. We, we can't explain how wonderful you are in our words. Thank you, Lord, that you've always got a way to provide for us. Hallelujah. Hubert McGahan went home to be with the Lord this week. I was looking forward to seeing him here. I didn't hear about that. I, I missed him last Sunday. And and I meant to give him a call and say, I missed you, but now I understand why I didn't see him. He's part of your church family, and I know that you're praying for his family. And uh, you'll support them any way that you can as a church family. We go through something like that. Man, it's so wonderful to have a church family that loves you. 
church family. How long has Brother McGahan been a part of this church family? About many years? I, I knew him when I was uh, younger than the kids being baptized this morning. There's three, three youth being baptized by the youth pastor, Chasen. And when I was younger than that, I knew Hubert McGahan because he was, a, he was in our church over at Hilton where Marsha and I were growing up. So I was quite shocked to hear that he had gone to be with the Lord this week. The funeral is this Tuesday. I understand it's at two o'clock and that the funeral dinner is here at the church after the funeral. Um, and that the, the request from Robin was to ask you please to provide the desserts. The church will provide the meal. Will you help provide the desserts? Will you call her and assure her she's gonna have enough dessert if you'll make a pie or cake or whatever good dessert you wanna, you wanna bring. Am I saying it like it needs to be said, Robin? Or, okay. If you, uh, if you will help, please, please let her know. And let's do more than enough. Let's do more than enough to bless this family and, and, uh, and to be a church family. So such a blessing. Praise the Lord. And I, I'm excited about the water baptism this morning. I can't wait for y'all to get in there and, and get uh, pushed under the water by the person <laughs> baptizing you. That's, you know, I used to do that teasing people in the, in the swimming pool and they do it to me. But in here, you, you literally have to push them under the water or their part of them will float. And if I baptize somebody and one part didn't go under the water, I do it again because I, <laughs> I want a, I want a total immersion. And uh, we, we, we re it represents our old life that's buried with Christ and our new life when we emerge it, like His resurrection life is in us. It's beautiful. And the Lord told us to be baptized. He even set the example having John baptize him. And John said, this is, this is, can the, this, this is not you. I wasn't preaching to you. He said, let's do everything God desires of us. Let's pursue everything God desires of us. Praise the Lord. Uh, I got to get up here without my Bible and my notes. Better get that. It's sure been a pleasure uh, these last few weeks to be part of your church family. And I'm looking forward to however long the Lord wants me to keep doing the preaching until you get a pastor. And uh, I just, fi I'm finding you a wonderful, wonderful group of people to, to uh, well, go to heaven with one of these days. We'll go to heaven with together. Um, I've got two messages on my heart. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Yes, the ushers are ready to receive the offering. Uh, the ushers will come right now and let's give, let's worship the Lord with the giving of our tithes and offerings. It, I guess we could, these, are, these look like pretty strong guys. We could make them take it from you. That would take all the joy out of it, wouldn't it? And, and the, the Lord has provided something in your life that he wants you to give. Maybe it's uh, a, a lot of different things. But financially, for the Lord to, to call upon us to tithe and support his kingdom that way, he knows what he's doing and he knows how to, how to uh, make miracles happen for the church that its people are, are, are tithing and and for those, for those people and their families themselves.
God, we thank you that you're so faithful. And right now, it is a joy to bring an offering of worship to you. And we ask that you would just use this offering, Lord, to move the kingdom of God forward. That, that souls would hear about the gospel, that more people would not perish, but that they'd come to you, Lord, and find the joy of knowing you. We pray that in Jesus' amazing name. Amen. Amen. song. We're part of the family of God. And thank you for whoever it was that reminded me I hadn't taken the offering. Thank you, Julie. Oh, Julie. Thank you, Julie. I, I really appreciate that because I, I found out about that after church and it's too late to do anything about it then. And uh, I, I know that you would have found a way to give, but it, is a, it ought to be a part of the corporate worship of the church. I was saying I have two messages. One of them is for tonight and one of them is for this morning. And, and I'm excited about both of them. And I, I'm hoping that I don't get them mixed up because I've been rehearsing them. But I'm going to stick pretty close to my notes so that I, I don't get on tonight's subject. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, tonight's message is, is about in Christ. In fact, we were singing about the very first song we sang. The, the Lord gets to say who we are. Yeah. The I am says who I am. And, and that's what I'm exactly what I'm preaching about tonight. And uh, this morning I'm preaching about uh, from Hebrews, the first couple of verses of chapter 11. You've probably heard them. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith is substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. I've heard a lot of sermons. I've preached a lot of sermons on those, those words. It, it, even as a young adult, it helped me understand what faith was to hear those words. But this morning's message comes more from the verse after that that we probably haven't given a whole lot of thought to, but that's where this message comes from. And it talks about, uh, uh, let me just read it to you, Hebrews 11, 1 and 2. Faith, I'm reading this, the New Living Translation. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Faith is being confident that what we hope for, what we've prayed for is really going to happen. And it gives us assurance about the things we cannot see. Of course, uh, I, like I quoted that, that in the New King James or the King James Version, that's, it's saying faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. But verse 2 says, through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. Through their faith, Moses... Abraham, who all can you name? Scriptural uh, men and women, Naomi, uh, and, and eventually her daughter-in-law, Ruth, and so many more. You can just pace yourself through the scriptures and find out the reality of that statement. In fact, he, he knows where he's headed with, with his writing probably when he writes that, and he's going to list some of those. If you read Hebrews 11, you're going to find a lot of different instances where God is noting somebody's faith and noticing how that it does this very thing, how, how that caused them to earn a great reputation. Yeah. 
And, and they became a great example for everybody else who would have faith. Uh, the uh, message, the message is a paraphrase, but it's, it's a powerful tool for you. The Lord really blessed Eugene Peterson with a, uh, an ability to put into words the, the thought that that verse was trying to consider. He, he doesn't try to take the place of, of literal translations from word to word translations. He just, it's a supplement. It's, you could look at it as a commentary, but here's how the message states this verse. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors. He's talking about our spiritual ancestors and set them above the crowd. So I named this message above the crowd. Not that you really want to be above the crowd. I'm not looking for something to make me better than the crowd. But when it comes to faith, if in fact faith sets you above the crowd in God's eyes, if, if somehow God sees something in you that he longs to see in everybody, and when he sees it, you to him are above the crowd. It's, it's especially noteworthy to him. He cherishes people who have faith. He cherishes people who, who maintain and, and, and won't let their faith get weak. They, they don't let their, weak, their, their faith get weak by absenting themselves from Scripture, absenting themselves from, from any, any, any uh, kind of uh, reminder of what the Lord said or like, like you get when you go to church or maybe in a, you're in a group of people who study the Bible together or whatever. But, but if, if you're one of those people who, who have a, a diligence about keeping your faith strong, not letting your faith become ignored and, and become weak, then God says that they, those people, you, will earn a great reputation. Like Moses has a great reputation. Was Moses, was Moses a great guy because he was raised in an Egyptian household and he became more educated? And probably that's one of the reasons that he, he was able to write so well that he wrote the Pentateuch. And, uh, you know, that, was that what made him great? Nope. What made him great was his faith. God is exactly, that's what exactly he's trying to tell us in verse 2, that what made them great was their faith. And faith is something every one of us can do. In fact, every one of us, uh, he wants us to do it. And, 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 and he even goes so far to say he, he, he wants to make you be a person of faith. He, he doesn't want you to allow any doubt. I, I believe that message in tongues was, interpretation was, was about this message. It's about uh, how, how, how could you uh, not have faith in me when I've made so many promises and I've been so faithful and I've, I've proven myself in so many ways. But we needed that correction from the Spirit this morning. I, I didn't figure there'd be a lot of shouting at the end of that message. I, I, was, I was taking a, 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 uh, uh, some, some correction from that as well as you because all of us this week probably spent some time worrying and fretting and, and, and lamenting about our plight or our, our situation. But, you know, that, he's just saying, how can you forget? And how can you think I wouldn't live up to my word? It was, it was a powerful word. And, and uh, so he's trying to make us. He's, he's, he's doing everything a parent can do to, to push us into being people that, that make a, a reputation for ourselves as a person of faith. I wonder how many of the people in high school 
or junior high that I went to school with over at Hilton, I wonder how many of them, I have, I have no way of knowing, have, remember anything about a reputation of faith in, in me or in Marcia or the other people who went. I know, I know there were people that I, I see, I saw, I could name some of their names that, that I thought they were people of faith, but I don't know how much mine showed. If I, liked, if I could go back and live it over, it would show a whole lot more than it did then. I, I, I am I'm so impressed with high school students who, who become very visible on their campus leading Bible studies and, and doing what they can to answer questions, spiritual questions for their peers. I, I admire them and I respect them and I, and I see that God is raising up, even in this day and age, He's raising up many, many young people in their, in their teenage years that He's calling to the ministry. And, and whether, whether they're called to the ministry or not, they're called to be people of faith and lead other people to be people of faith. It's very exciting to see that. The, the, if, if you, you, you must know that Hebrews 11 doesn't start the thought about faith. In the, if you start studying just the verse 11, you missed a whole lot of what he said. I'm going to back up and read what, what he was saying at the end of the previous chapter, which, of course, when it was written, it wasn't written in chapters and verses. That came along to help us find the things that we needed to find in the Bible. But Hebrews 10 uh, verse, I'll start with verse 32, again, reading the New Living Translation. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Now, the writer is writing to Hebrews. He's writing to, to Jewish people. I think it was probably the Apostle Paul, and I think the reason that you don't know who the author is, because if those Jewish people had known it was the Apostle Paul, they would have ripped up the letter instead of, uh, instead of uh, reading it. But if they didn't know it was Paul that wrote it, and they could discern that God set something through it. He was glad to forfeit that, to take any credit for writing it because God was using him or using someone to say this to the Jewish people. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful. Listen to this. Even though it meant terrible suffering. You, you came, he, he say, he's saying to these people, when you came into, the, uh, into believing Christ, you were persecuted for it. He goes on, sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten. And sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. And when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. So that's how they could just have, still have joy when everything they owned was taken from them. So, this is verse 35. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. He uses words uh, other than faith to, to talk about faith. And he called it right there, confident trust in God. That confident trust you had in God but that, that you didn't give up on Him. You, you were a persecuted new convert, but you, it didn't turn you around. You endured it. You helped others who were having to endure hardship and persecution and, and, and being brutalized. And, and He said, do not let this confident trust uh, be, be tossed away from you. Don't, don't let it leak out of your life. Remember the great reward it brings you. Isn't that interesting? Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now. There's another name for faith. Patient endurance. Patient endurance. Patiently enduring a hardship. Patiently uh, not, not giving up on God. Not, not saying, boy, where's God when you need Him? I've heard Christians say, where's God when you need Him? And I, I, I just kind of step back just in case lightning is fixing this. 
You know, that, that sounds really dangerous to say. How, how can we let words of doubt come out our mouth? How can we question God audibly? I, I understand in our heart we sometimes have questions, but we ought to take that to nobody but God. Lord, I, I, I'm hurting, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really I'm without answers in my heart. Lord, help, help me to maintain, help me to have patient endurance to get through what I'm getting through right now. You've got a reason for letting this happen. Lord, do in me what you need to do. This, maybe this is going to make me stronger. Let, let, me, let me do what, what the Paul or whoever wrote Hebrews admonished us. Help me to, to let patient endurance uh, continue in my life so that I can continue to do your will. Then you will receive all that he promised. Did, did you notice that if you let your faith leak out, you may not receive all that he has promised? You forfeit what he has promised if you let your faith go. How many times did Jesus say to people that he, that he was ministering to, according to your faith, be it unto you. He always said it when their faith was big. And he said, because, you, because of your faith, this is what your faith has done. And, and he wants to say the same thing to us, because then if you'll, if you'll endure patiently, you'll receive all that he's promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. He quoted the Old Testament from Haggai. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. God says, it breaks my heart when somebody who ought to be standing strong in faith lets their faith wane. Lets their faith get weak. And they, and they don't endure uh, with, with patience. But... We are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Then it goes right into the words of Hebrews 11. 1. I'll read it to you again. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people of day in days of old earned a good reputation. I, I just think that Every one of us surely agree that, that what, what he's saying is very simple to, to see in the Old Testament. Those people earned a great reputation by their faith. Yeah. We, we often think that in order to earn a great reputation, you've got you to make a big mark on the world uh, with uh, may, maybe politically or you've got to be become a really popular person of influence to to have a, a great reputation or, or you gotta, you, you gotta make a lot of money and run a great business or, or do something like that to really, to have a great reputation. But you know, the reputation God wants us all to be seeking is the reputation of being a person that, that will not weak, will, will not grow weak in our faith. He wants your faith to be what you're known by and have a great reputation. Your faith in God. That, that's, that's the substance of this whole sermon, whole sermon. Does having faith gain respect and honor? It sure does with God. And I believe with all my heart that it, 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 it gains respect and honor from people too. Now, some people will persecute you just like they were persecuting those Jews early on. Some people are antagonistic toward people who embrace the gospel. And you got to be ready as a disciple of Christ to let your faith help you patiently endure through persecution. I, I know some people that have been brutally treated because of the way they... Uh, tried to raise their children or the way they uh, th and their children turned against them. That, that's persecution. That persecution comes in many, many, many forms. Right. But uh, 
th these verses uh, tell us that it, it makes an extraordinary difference of having faith, uh, having uh, an extraordinary faith, a strong faith in our lives. And I just, I, I just really want you to be confronted with the question, do you really believe that? Do you really believe that God wants you to gain a good reputation by having good, strong faith? Now, now one thing that, about having faith, it has to show you won't get a good reputation until somebody, somebody knows you have faith. You can't be ashamed of your faith. You've got to be allowed, you've got to allow your faith to be something you live out loud and that they, they get to see in your good works. You know, you talk about you're going to a prayer meeting. That, that says something about your faith, doesn't it? If you're, uh, if you're uh, tr trying to convince somebody to, uh, to just, let's, let's just talk about your spiritual condition. Let's just, let's just talk about whatever spiritual questions you have. Because uh, I, 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 I'm interested in helping you if there's any way I can. I'm not saying that I, that I have all the answers, but I'll help you pray to find them. Or, or you, you go to somebody who's, who's suffering a loss or uh, a, a great a great agony in their life and you go to them to comfort them and offer to pray with them, not just, not, not just pray with them when you leave. I'll pray for you. That's, that's one thing. But, the, but let your faith show by praying with them. Pray out loud with them. And you say, well, that's, that's for pastors to do. Yes, it is for pastors to do, but I guess we just need to call everybody pastors then. If that's what it needs to be because everybody needs to do it. Everybody needs to be letting our faith show. We just take somebody by the hand if, they'll, if that's comfortable with them or, uh, or not even touch them at all, it, it, whatever's it, you know, appropriate in that moment. But your prayer, the Lord will give you the words to say. You do not have to, to, uh, to, to worry that you won't know what to say because the Lord, he, he told the, the disciples, well, you, you'll, become, you'll go before kings and, and they're going to want, they're going to give you all these questions. He said, don't worry about it. I'll give you the answers you need. Well, we're, we're going somebody a lot less threatening. I mean, I, the, the person you're going to pray with probably doesn't have the power to execute you. But, uh, but, but you know, yes, you, you are putting your faith out there uh, on, on exhibit, I guess. But God wants you to do that because it's, he's the one that can help them. And, and the, he doesn't want you to leave the impression that you're the one that can help them. So you go to him. Let, let's team up together. Maybe, maybe you've got another Christian friend. Let, let me get so-and-so to agree with us. And, let, and let's pray together that, that God will take care of this situation. You know what? I've seen God answer so many of those simple prayers. He loves to do it because it's a challenge to that person who receives something that they can have faith in him too. And he's constantly trying to build faith. Um, there's a girl in our church family, a woman, that uh, on one Tuesday morning I got a call from the police and her, uh, her mother, uh, and her, her mother was at home taking care of her mother who was in her 90s, but uh, Shirley was uh, at home and it was like three or four o'clock in the morning when uh, a, uh, an intruder broke in to get some money and, uh, and ended up taking her life. Not, not her mother's life, she was blind in the other room, but... Uh, uh, it, was, it took an hour or so for uh, um, some people to be calling and figuring out what happened. But, but anyway, about, four, about five o'clock in the morning, I, I got a call from the police and uh, went over to their house. And it was a tragic, tragic scene, uh, the worst crime scene I've ever been in on. Uh, Cindy, was, she was probably in her 30s at that time, and 
She had blood all over her shirt because she'd gone in and discovered her mom. And uh, uh, it was just a tragic, tragic sight. I, I hope, I, I really don't I hate to even talk about it, but here's why I want to talk about it. As tragic as it was, Cindy, I, I watched her faith walk right through that storm and never say a word of question about God. While we were sitting in the police car out in front of the house, with her still having all that, the, those, the, the blood on her clothes, she said, I forgive whoever did this. And I pray that he gets to know Jesus. We assumed it was a him at that point. I pray that someday he gets to know about Jesus. She started saying that on the scene. Now that's some faith. Honestly, I, I, thought, I, I thought I knew Cindy and I, and I she, she'd helped us with a lot of computer stuff at the church and, and she was just a, and her mom was a very special person in the church, helped us count, uh, helped the counters that worked on Monday. And uh, so it was a very uh, special family. Joe, her husband, uh, loved by people in our church and still is. But that whole family, along came her, she, she was, Cindy was single at the time and, and uh, her, uh, her brother and his wife and her sister and her husband later on joined in the same the same act of faith to, to just put this in the hands of God. This is a tragedy. There's no sense in us turning our hearts, hardening our hearts against God. Why did you let this happen? Or brandishing our fist at him in, in, in lack of faith. They, they responded in faith like I have never seen in my life. When the, the killer was caught uh, because he, was, he started using the, the, par- the credit cards. And, uh, and, and so the, the, they found out who he was. He was arrested and he's in uh, uh, serving a life sentence now. And uh, well, I, even while we went to the trial, the only time they actually saw the, the, the man face to face was in the courtroom. And he turned to them and said, I'm sorry. And they, and they, I heard them with their voices say together, it's okay. Well, it's certainly not okay. But their heart was so full of faith in God that even God can even take something this tragic and make things work together for their good. They, they knew that the moment Shirley left her, her spirit and soul left her body, she was in the presence of Jesus. So that there was never uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, agony over, uh, over where, what, what, it became, what became of her because they know she's there waiting on us. She's, she's where faith is going to take us. We're saved by grace through faith. Faith is, part, faith is the part that God helps you do to receive His grace. And, and I, I was just, I, I love to tell the story about her faith. She wrote a book, Overcoming Evil. And from cover to cover, the book is, is just basically saying how to overcome evil by having faith in God. God is bigger than evil. God, God uses evil uh, to, to accomplish His purpose. He uses hardship to accomplish His purpose. And, uh, you know, we, we've got two people in our church this, this, just this year. I say our church, the church that I pastored all the years and I still attend when I'm not, not out preaching but uh, uh, both of them, two of them this year, one a guy named Randy and a, a, another girl, a, a young lady in her, she was 63, that she just died a week and a half ago from pancreatic cancer. But both of them knew what they had. Uh, they were both nurses, RNs, and they knew they, they'd taken care of people through this whole process. But they, they, they led the people who, uh, who were being informed about their condition and, and say, hey, God's got this. 
God's, God's got a hold of this. And they, they, they had no fear in their eyes. They, they faced that journey through that and, and their death, uh, consoling everybody else and encouraging us to have faith with them. And, and it was like they were doing everything they could to, to minister to us instead of expecting us to minister to them. I, and then that's, no, I'm, just, I'm just illustrating some ways to show faith. I, I, I don't want to show faith that way, but through whatever you're going through, show faith. Faith, faith needs to be so, so, so much a part of you that you can't help but show it. That it, it shows in your positive response. It, it shows it in, your, in your words being filled with hope. It, sh- it shows in, in, in your prayer. It, it really is going to show up in your prayer. If you never pray, there, there's not much evidence of faith at all. Because faith... Faith is going to express itself in conversation with God. Faith opens up its heart to receive conversation from God and, of course, to pour out your heart to God in praise. Amen. Um, let me read a few more verses from Hebrews 11, uh, verse 3. By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we see now did not come from anything that can be seen. In other words, faith, I, I guess I'm just trying to, uh, to use his words to prompt us to really understand what faith is. Faith says this didn't just happen. The world didn't just happen. The clouds, the, the sky, whatever's out there with the stars and the planets, it didn't just happen. Faith says there was an orchestrator. Faith says there was a designer. And that's what this verse is calling out. It, 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 we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. And that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was done by God. By God. We don't get to see God face to face at this point, but we see him in his acts. We see him in his response to prayer. We see him in the, in, in his, when we get to experience his healing presence, his, his comforting presence, his, his encouraging presence. And it's there. I, 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 the, the Lord speaks to us in words that are so powerful. It, it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abra, Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and that he showed his approval of his gifts. Uh, and, and God showed his approval of, of Abel's gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. You, you have to go back to Genesis to read the story of God, uh, Cain and Abel both bringing a sacrifice of some kind to the Lord. And, and God was pleased with Abel's sacrifice because Abel's sacrifice uh, was, was a sacrifice that was evidence of faith. It was, it was generated by his faith. God wants to see things that happen in your life because of your faith. He wants to see things every day in your life that are the result of faith. You, you can tell what they are. Maybe it's something that nobody else will ever know about, but it was something that, that maybe you were being tempted to do or something that you, uh, that, that you were uh, being, becoming a part of that, that now you, d- you decide to pull yourself away from that because faith has told you, your relationship with God has told you that this is what God wants for me and I'm going I'm to do what He wants instead of what my flesh wants. God loves that kind of faith that shows up in every area of your life all the time. I know that's a little too broad of an explanation. Pastor, you're going to have to narrow it down a little bit more than that. I mean, when, when, is, it, when is it impossible to use faith? 
Never. I, I don't know anywhere. It's you, know, you go to the grocery store. I, Lord, help me, help me get only what I need. And help me be wise about it. And, 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 and help me remember those that are in here who can only get one thing. And show me how to be, have compassion and show me how to, how to be used. To, you know, faith can, I don't know anything that I can tell you about that you can't find a way for faith to express itself in that moment. Amen. In your conversation, young people with your friends, when you tell them about being baptized in water, when you tell them, I, I think every one of your friends ought to know it. Put it on social media. If you get any pictures of it about your, about your baptism, I, 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 there's an OSU football player that, that really impressed me by, uh, by putting his water baptism picture. At, while he was a, a wide receiver for uh, the, the OSU Cowboys, and he's Cowboy fans here or all of you Sooner fans, which is it? Which is it? Uh, but he, uh, he, he put on, 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 I believe it's Instagram, his photo being baptized, and then he told why he was baptized on there. What? He, he, so he, he, he was saying, hey, I, I'm not above the crowd because I catch passes on, on Gallagher uh, or what, what's the name of the field? I forgot what it was uh, on the OSU football field. That, that's not what makes me above the crowd. What makes me above my crowd, above the crowd is I've got faith in the eternal God of the heavens who has, has reached down and touched my soul and made me immortal, made me eternal. I've got a place waiting for me beyond when I live in this body. I'm going to live with him. And, and I'll tell you what, the world needs to hear every single Christian voting out loud about Jesus. Amen? Uh, every Christian must vote at the polls, too. However you're going to vote, if you're a Christian, you need to be at the poll. You need to be voting. I just throw that in. You don't, don't allow anything to, to, to exempt you from your part of, uh, of this democratic society that we're, uh, this, this, you know, we, we, we elect our leaders by votes. So, so demand that of yourself. But I, I got off the subject. But, but certainly no, no Christian, no Christian can exempt himself from, from having a, a commitment that shows, a, a faith that shows all the time. God, I think I'll conclude with this verse six. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and, is, and, and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. I, I, those words from that verse have been in my heart for so many years. It's impossible to please God without faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Anyone who wants to come to Him, anyone who wants a relationship with Him, anyone who wants Him to see you as above the crowd, because you know the Scripture says that the, the way that leads to destruction is wide. The gate is wide. And because there's so many people on that road to destruction, on that road to eternity without God. But, but the road that leads to God, to, to, to being home with God is narrow with a narrow gate. It's a straight way and a narrow gate because there's so few people that find it. If you want God to find you above the crowd, see you above the crowd, a reputation of faith, he wants to see you exhibit your faith to him and exhibit your faith to other people unashamed of your faith in God. Your, your faith says everything about you that God really needs to know. 
He just wants to know, do you believe me? Do you trust me? Do you, do you really believe what you read in this book? I, 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 I got this living Bible when I was, uh, well, it was 1986 when I got this living Bible. It's a Billy Graham evangelistic crusade edition. They gave these out to uh, either people that went to the crusade or people that went forward to get saved. Un until 86, and I graduated high school in 1971, and uh, so... I was reading the Bible before I left high school, and, and then I went to Bible college and read the Bible a lot in, in Bible college and graduated down there in 75. But I still wouldn't let myself use the Living Bible because somebody told me that's not a translation. That's not a literal translation, so you might, it might trip you up. Well, now, by this time, I had been a, I'd graduated from Bible college. I had, I had uh, served as a youth pastor almost six years, and, or over five years, and, uh, and then I, I, I had pastored at that point for another six years. And so when I come across this living Bible and I remembered what I'd been told, don't, 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 I, I, I trusted that I have matured enough to know if I read something that's incorrect, I'll recognize it. If I read something in, inconsistent with God's, what God's word. So I'm going to open this book and I'm telling you, William Taylor, I think was his name, who wrote the living letters and it became the living Bible. It, it opened up the understanding of scripture to me way beyond what I had ever, ever gained by using the, the, the King James Version and the, uh, and the NIV. That's the two that I had before that time. And, I, and I, was, I was hungry to really understand. I don't know how many things I read in, in this Living Bible, in this particular one. I've kept it over the years. And, and I don't know how many things I read. I thought, that's not in the Bible. I, I don't remember seeing that part of the story. And I, I got out the other Bibles, and there it was right there in the print. Plain as day. I just couldn't see it. This tells it in a story form. But, but what I, the reason I'm saying this is find a Bible that you can't put down. Find a Bible that you, that you, uh, that you understand what it's saying. You're not just reading it to say, I read it, to, to have a devotion. You are soaking it up. You, you are taking the truth. If you, don't, if you need some help for where to start, find the words written in red. Those are really good words. And Jesus says a lot of stuff between Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah. And, and start there. Or where, where, wherever you're going to start, be sure you can understand what you're reading. Right. You're not doing yourself justice because it's reading the Word, absorbing the Word, understanding the Word, getting it inside you that's going to make you have faith. Yeah. If, if you don't have faith, I mean, if, if you don't have understanding, what are you going to have faith in? Some, something somebody told you, it, it becomes yours when you discover it in the Bible. If it's John 3, 16 or whatever, get into it until you absorb it and understand it, and it will produce the kind of faith in you that God says raises you above the crowd. With God, it gives you a great reputation. Anybody here want a great reputation with God? Oh, I sure do. I sure do. Lord, I hope there's people, that the people, that this, this crowd, there's many people who already have proven themselves to be people who have so much faith, who believe you and trust you so much through the storms, Lord, that they already have a great reputation with you and, and that, that, that you see them as, as above the crowd already. But I pray, Lord, for anyone here who, who, who this message, you brought it to them this morning. You brought it to them. I pray in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that you'll give them the, the encouragement in their soul that they can do it. They can do it. 
they can have a faith that raises them up above the crowd to you, Lord. And I pray that every single person here would refuse, refuse the enemy's uh, attacks to try to make them uh, exclude themselves from those who can have great, great faith in you. Because it's all of our privilege with your enablement, with your power upon us. I pray for that as we make a commitment to it in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I want to call for the water baptism candidates and for Pastor Chasen to come. And uh, let, we're, we're going to enjoy, we're going to enjoy the, the event of seeing three of our young people following the Lord in water baptism. Let me have a wave of hands. If you were baptized in water, I'd like you to wave your hand. Look at the hands going up all over this place. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. If you haven't, if you didn't, didn't, did anybody fall in? If you, if you didn't raise your hand and you believe in Christ as your Savior, is there something we can do to talk you into going ahead? and following the Lord in water baptism like these three students are doing today. It makes a public confession of your faith. That's what it does. It makes a public, uh, you, you identify with Christ in His death, burial, and resurrection. The Old Testament had, had uh, particular uh, ways that God marked His people. Uh, you can go back and find out what those are. One of them was the Passover celebration. But in the New Testament, he gave us communion and he gave us water baptism. And those are the practice. You know, he could have said, I want you to be baptized every month for the rest of your life. <laughs> that would have been really radically hard, wouldn't it? But he didn't tell us to do that. But at some point after you've believed in Christ, he wants to see you follow him in water baptism. You'll get wet, but you'll be able to dry off, put dry clothes on again, and it'll be a great thing for you to celebrate the rest of your life. I, I've never seen anybody drown doing it yet. I, I recommend it with all my heart. It's a, it's a satisfying thing in your heart to know that you did what the Lord wanted you to do. I'd say it's a matter of faith. Your water baptism isn't going to make sense until faith tells you to do it faith in God. Lord, I, 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 just, I just thank you for this subject of faith. And I don't feel like I even begin to scratch the surface. I pray that each one of us would receive revelation, how important faith is and how easy it is to, to, to be people who live out our faith. We need your enablement. We need your, your revelation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jason, are you ready? Yes. Don't come out until you are. But if you are, <laughs> but if you are, here we go. All right. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. All right. I wanted to start with uh, in uh, in youth a couple weeks ago. We studied baptism as we prepared for this, and and we looked at uh, Romans chapter six, and Romans chapter six talks about uh, having died to sin being buried with Christ through baptism and rising again with new lives to Christ. And it also talks about a little bit before that, 
it talks about putting to death that sinful nature that you have. And, and so these students that are up here, uh, we have talked about, uh, water baptism is a commitment. It's a commitment of saying that I no longer want to have that sinful life. I no longer want to have a sinful nature. And, and it's not always just as simple as saying it, but it's something that you have to, have to strive to. It's something that you have to put your faith in works of changing. Because it's one thing to say a prayer and it's, you know, to say the words. It's one thing to come up here and, and go through this. But it's, it's a totally different thing when you actually change your life and your lifestyle. And you, because that's why it says put to death that sinful nature. And so we've studied that with these students. And, we, and we've got three that have committed. And they said, I want to make that commitment. I'm ready to make that commitment not only to the Lord, but before my church, before my family, before my friends. And, and, to, and that's what we're doing today. And so as they come down, uh, that's what they're doing here. It's not, just a, it's not just a tradition. It's not just a formality. It's, they're actually making a commitment that I no longer want that sinful life. No longer do I want that. And I'm making a commitment to move forward with Jesus and to live for Christ. And so we're really proud of them. And we've got three this morning. We've got uh, two young ladies and, and a gentleman. We're going to do ladies first. Uh, and so we're really proud of them this morning. And, and I know they've got some family here. And uh, uh, so... Which one do you want to go first? Natalie? Aldrich, okay. All right, come on down. All right. It's warm, that's for sure. All right, here we go. Turn around. All right, this is, uh, you, you can look out there. They want to see you. This is Adriana. We call her Audrey. Her name is Adriana White. And uh, we're really proud of Audrey. Uh, Audrey's been coming to our youth for a year and a half. No, I about a year and a half. She she came last year at Yellow Me. Oh. Uh, she came last year, and we're really proud of Audrey. She uh, she she didn't come from our church, but she came uh, from our school system, and and uh, she actually came from over to Ardmore, and so we're really proud to have her. But just what we've seen in Audrey is amazing, and uh, uh, we're not no. Let me rephrase that. That sounded weird. We have seen Audrey progress, and Audrey has just jumped in and dove headfirst into. Uh, everything that we do, she goes to camp with us. She goes to just pretty much anything we do, she wants to be a part of it uh, because she's given her life to the Lord and because she wants to live for the Lord. And just like I said, she's making that commitment. And so today she does it publicly. She does it in front of everyone that, that she's making this commitment to serve the Lord. And so I'm really proud of Audrey. Um, and so uh, do you have anything you want to say? Okay. Uh, so I just need to ask you a couple questions. First of all, um, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you plan to serve Him for the rest of your life? Yes. Make that commitment totally. Yes. Amen. All right. Okay. Yeah, put your hand there. All right. Let's get a little bit forward. So we don't, I don't want to. All right. Audrey, it is my pleasure and my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise God, Natalie. She went all the way under, I made sure. All right, next we have Natalie Bright. Natalie is from Lone Grove. Some of you may know her. If you've been in farmer's markets, you may have seen her over there. She, she spent a lot of time over there checking people out, so she might have waited on you over there. She may be familiar if you're thinking, where have I seen that girl? And so, but Natalie's been coming for a couple years, and uh, couple years you were here you've been here past couple school years 
And so, yeah. See, it's, it's hard to forget how long you've been coming to church. Such, such a good time. But anyway, um, and Natalie is another student that just dives in. And again, she's not a church kid. She didn't grow up there at church, but we're so proud of her. And she's made a commitment to the Lord, and, and she's just, she goes to camp with us again. She goes places and, and does all the events with us. And, and uh, she's a wonderful person to have. And she's shaking. She's scared. So. <laughs> But that's okay. But she's decided to make this commitment. She came to me Wednesday and said, I want to be baptized. I want to make that commitment. And so uh, I'm going to ask you the same questions. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you plan to serve him for the rest of your life? Yes. And put away that sinful nature? Yes. All right. Okay, turn around here. Yeah, face this way. There you go. All right. Natalie, it's my honor and my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now this guy, you all know, he's been running around the church since he was, well, quite a bit smaller. And we're proud of Jaden. He's been in Rural Rangers. I know that uh, uh, Gerald's out there. He's had him in Rural Rangers for years. He still comes around and comes down to youth and hits on him every now and then about stuff. And so, but, uh, and we baptized um, Dane and Libby a couple years ago and, and now it's Jaden's turn. And, and uh, so we're, we're really proud of Jaden. Like I said, you've seen him running around the church. You may have said, man, that kid runs around a lot, but that's okay. They, they probably said that about me when I was young, too. But uh, Jaden came to me and said, I want to be baptized, and, and, and uh, I was, I'm proud of him because yeah. I know he's serving the Lord. Yeah. You have anything you want to say? You look like you want to say something. No. No? <laughs> that's a first. All right. All right. Jaden, same questions. Are you, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You plan on serving Him for the rest of your life. Amen. All right. Turn around. Uh, there you go. Just like that. All right. Jaden, it's my privilege and my honor to baptize you. Scoot up just a little bit. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Stand up and just give the Lord praise. Lord, we praise you for these three students. We thank you for their faith, for their humbly submitting themselves to water baptism today. We rejoice with them and their families. We rejoice in their faith being shining through their life. Lord, may, may it continue to shine among their peers. May there be people who get to know Jesus because they know them. And Lord, may their, light, their life just shine a bright light and wherever they are, we pray. Lord, thank you for speaking to us this morning. I pray that you'll see us being uh, not wasteful of, the, uh, of what you said to our hearts, but, but hold on to it and, and receive it and, and, and respond to it and, and believe it with all our heart, Lord. That's what your word deserves. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. See you tonight at 6. Don't forget, Robin needs to hear some about some help with desserts. I'll never be more loved 
than I am right now. Wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I can do to let you down. It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. 